Hey guys, welcome to another mini abbreviated version of Rebuilding Life After Addiction. Rob and I had a few minutes while we we're waiting on a guest, so we decided to get in a second episode in one day, which is phenomenal. On So thank you guys so much for tuning in and being a part of the podcast and following along. Again, if you're new here, YouTube, hit subscribe. If you're listening on the audio, please subscribe and give us a review as well so that we can continue to get this thing out to more people. I'm trying to do better at remembering to say that every time, Rob. I struggle sometimes. I always forget. Yeah. But how are you doing, man? Man, dude, I'm doing really good. Started a new endeavor, um, just being a financial advisor. I'm still in solar, but I'm really just starting to pivot to be able to help families uh, prepare for retirement and just put their money in the right vehicles. Been able to stay at home more, spend more time with the kids help the wife out around the house and just be like a stay-at-home dad in the well, in, in, in a sense. So that's been that's awesome, good. man. And if y'all need to get some information on retirement and insurance and all that jazz, Rob is your guy. His profile will be in the description. Yeah. So hit the link, send him a DM and let him hook you up, man. Rob is on, Rob's the real deal, as you guys have heard, and he'll take good care of you. I'm gonna do the pitch for you since you're humble. So man, no, it's been a crazy week. It's only Thursday, but it's been fun. It's just that pace. It's that time of year. That whole work-life balance thing, I notice it comes in waves. And so I think there'll be weeks where we hustle and it's really hard. And there'll be weeks where it's chill. And right now it's just a few of those weeks where it's a lot of hustle. I was thinking about the scripture today, man. There's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. And and that that idea of... We talked about fellowship and relationships in the last episode, and that was a really good conversation. But I was thinking about this idea of there's a wisdom and a multitude of counsel and how people are either two extremes. There are people who do it healthy, but I've seen two extremes where people just don't ask any counsel, right? And they do everything on their own, which sometimes leads to blind spots and failures and mistakes, right? But then the other side where we're not really seeking wisdom, but we're seeking a bunch of counsel to find the answer that we're looking for, right? Instead of just trusting that sometimes finding wisdom in a multitude of counsel means hearing things that we don't necessarily always want to hear. And I think I've sometimes, just speaking personally, I think sometimes I've gone to too many people in a sense, like I have good people in my life that I talk to, but I think sometimes I have like maybe belabored making a decision and use the excuse of I'm getting more counsel to delay the inevitable, especially if it's a hard thing to do. And I just thought that was an right. interesting topic to dive into and get your feedback. How do you handle getting counsel and direction from people for decisions and on being able to have some folks help validate really what God's doing in you and the direction and the path that you're taking. Yeah, man, that's actually a really good question. What I've learned and discovered over the years even is I'm going to shout out Brian Patrick. So if you ever listen to this, there's a lot of respect on your name because you've taught me a lot when it comes to this. But often at times we have this idea in our mind that God is not sovereign, right? And so we make the decisions or we have choices and decisions that we make on a daily that we don't really get counsel or wisdom on. But God is very good at utilizing our decision making and our choices that we 
pursue, whether it's career path, whether it's marriage, whatever, and he'll utilize it, right? And, and for his glory, for his good. And so I'm not saying that you should never ask for wisdom or never ask for counsel. But one thing I've learned is that God has a way of still blessing even the mistakes that you might make if you don't get the proper wisdom and counsel. It's essentially what yeah. I'm getting at. But for me personally, man, what I've learned, man, is that I often have to not just share the insight with the people that I know that are going to agree with me. So I have a really good friend back home in Florida. He drives for UPS, Jamel, love the guy. But man, it's funny. Like I was telling him the other day that it's hard for me to call him sometimes because he's going to give me the wisdom that I don't want to hear. He's going to give me the counsel that I don't want to hear. But it's necessary for me because it's what gets me to begin to think in a more mature manner, right? And I think often at times we just have these people in our circle, in our sphere of influence, in our proximity that we desire to just hang around that's going to always give us the answers that we want. And the reality is, man, is that we can't always just have those kind of friends, right? I think there's different levels of friendships, as we've mentioned before in the past. And often at times, it's really just about being intentional about building those relationships and asking ourselves the question, who are we going to allow to pour into our life? And who are the people that we do go to when we do need that counsel, right? But if you try to ask everybody under the sun, then that's a bad thing. But I think you should have a select few people that you would go to on a regular to get that wisdom and counsel from that have different backgrounds and walks yeah. of life. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think that's... So was there a tipping point for you where going back to recovery, like early on in our recovery, we're very like that close proximity to people that are helping to keep us inside the boundaries is extremely important, right? Because we, it's almost like growing up, we need more supervision when we're children in the faith. And then as we mature, we can sit down and eat a steak without choking and dying. So was there a tipping point for you where you, this confidence began to arise in you? And, And I know I can make these decisions on my own now. I don't need to rely on my accountability so heavy versus me. I I still need this assist. You know what I'm saying? That's a really good point that you you brought up, man. My background and my past was me making all the decisions myself. So I never really knew how to really ask for wisdom or guidance to Mm -hmm. begin with. And so for me, I thought that I always had the best answer. And even to this day, I often still lean on my own understanding, right? And so it's trust in the Lord, lean out on your own understanding and acknowledge him in all my ways and he will direct your steps. And so there's a big key here that wisdom is the the beginning of wisdom, right? As the scripture tells us, or it's the fear of the Lord, right? And so the fear of the Lord is reverence, is awe of who he is. And so thank you for helping me out there. I just have hung twist. I'm hearing my kids in the background and I'm like, (laughs) what's the scripture here? So anyways, yeah, but having that fear, having that reverence, having that awe of who God is, allowing God to be the center of your life. And as a believer, and I've been saved for many years, but you often don't hear this message preached enough within the body of Christ is the Lordship of Christ in your life. And so we want to have our way, right? Often at times we might get counsel from people, but the counsel that we get from people is often stemmed from their experience in life, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing, 
but is it the heart of God concerning your man? And so for me, man, I look at these things and I'm like, man, it's been hard for me because I look at different people and especially for me, it's you you got the Calvinist, you got the Baptist, you got all these different people. And I respect all of these individuals that are fellows are followers of Christ. But at the same time, I can be reluctant to ask them for wisdom because I know their background or I know their past or I know their upbringing, if that makes any sense. And so I've always just stuck to myself, man. And I've had this like fear of somebody telling me something that I don't want to hear because I've done it for so many years on my own. I don't really know how to receive from others at times. And I have people like you and like I said, my friend back in Florida that I can receive from, but it's a very select few, including my wife, but I I just don't go to a lot of people. And so I have trust issues, man. And so that's a lot of my problem, if I'm yeah. honest. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm probably the opposite. I probably overdo it sometimes. And it's really avoidance, right? Mm-hmm. It's avoidance on making the decision. And on, and I've recognized that in my life a lot because I'm an outward processor. So a lot of times, and I'm open to receive counsel, don't get me wrong. But I I tend to process through problems and people will, you and I've talked before about stuff, right? And people will give me tidbits along the way and it almost redirects Mm -hmm. my processing to the right direction. And because I'm the type of person that like, if I can be tricked into thinking it was my idea, then I'm going to be that much more passionate about it. And but, But it is that journey that sometimes like not everybody's safe to process with. And that's a lesson that I've had to learn because I... Yeah, man. I don't want to call it naivety, but I try to believe the best and just think that I mean, just not everybody has the spiritual maturity to be able to handle our processing and handle our junk. And right. so there, well, and, no, no and so there is that being able to discern that and knowing that in Galatians six, right? You who are spiritual restore, right? Like it, you who are spiritual. So you're going back to what you said about the fear of the Lord, right? If we're not processing or getting wisdom from somebody who is spiritually mature, like again, last week's conversation with the fellowship, what do they really have to offer us? Right? Right. That's why I always equate my, I always say that my life is like Moses. Never really find myself qualified or gifted enough to be able to do what I did or can do because of the, you know, the ability, what the Lord might, might see and others see often at times. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm great. I'm glad that you see this gifting that I have, but I'm not going to pursue it. Like I'll stay in the background. I'm like, Hey, I'm fine over here. Right. Turn the sheet with nobody looking. So, but who was it? Was it's his father-in-law Jethro, right? That said, Hey dude, you're doing this thing all wrong when it comes to leaving mm-hmm. these people and you're trying to handle all of this on your own. And so what did he do? He got 70 yeah. elders to help him with the chaos that he was trying yeah. to deal with. But see, in, in, in the passage of scripture, God ended up, Moses didn't really seek this out, if I recall correctly. God basically utilized Jethro in that moment to speak into Moses' life and say, hey, look, you need to yeah. do this, right? And then began to implement these things. And sometimes you need those individuals in your life that are just going to tell you point blank mm-hmm. period, this is what yeah. you need to do. You, you know what I mean? Because they have that age, they have that wisdom, they have that understanding, that knowledge. And so those are the people that I tend I to go on. Okay. What's behind door number three now? 
I don't like what door number two right. had to offer. Right. Right. And yeah. I think too, man, it's, it's the acceptance factor, right? Like how do you learn to accept something? Like you mentioned, when the idea is not right. my own, how do I learn to accept something else that I didn't hear God on, yeah. but you did? That's the worst. When someone's the Lord told me this about you, I'm like, okay, <laughs> tell me. Like, how did he talk about the same Jesus? Like, who were you talking to? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, who, like, where are we at? And so, but I know in obedience in some of those moments, man, I've been so blessed just to be able to be a student and yeah. listen. And I think we should forever be a student when it comes to wanting counsel and wisdom from others and not be the, the, the individual that thinks that they know it all. Yeah, for sure. And so I think sometimes it's really letting go of all pride and arrogance, right? Because pride comes before the fall. And I think it goes coincide, it coincides with what we're talking about, right? What's to come? What's happening in the future, right? If we don't have that wisdom, if we don't have that counsel, how are we going to navigate through these things in life? And yeah. so I think it's important that we find those individuals that we can connect with that are going to give us that. Guidance. So there is that though, that reality of there are going to be moments when we miss God, right? And we don't hear him correctly, or we maybe interpret his word wrong in regards to making a decision. And, that, and that's right. okay. And, and we have okay. people to help point that out. But I would say that maybe there's probably a course correction in our walk necessary if we're missing God and we're having to be corrected more than we've got people in our lives that are counseling us and confirming that what we say is lining up with the scripture, right? That would go back to the personal spiritual maturity problem, right? If I'm thinking of this correctly, then it would be like, okay, I'll miss God from time to time. Yes, I, I make foolish decisions, get out ahead of the Lord or whatever. And my wisdom and counsel in my life will help me course correct when that happens. But a lot of times, like I find that in my personal is I'm praying, I'm seeking the Lord, I'm in the word, and it's a big decision. And I'm hitting counsel up to make sure that I'm interpreting what I'm hearing from God correctly, that my doctrine's not all jacked up, that I'm not just eating the text all over the table. Like I am like I'm right. seeing this correctly and I'm and and my counsel is there almost to help and even refine. Have you thought about going this direction, which will get you to the same destination? Versus yeah, that was just me processing again out loud. But I think too, man, we have to ask ourselves, what are we getting counsel about? Right. Because I think there's some things where you're not gonna necessarily get the answer that you're looking for, even if you do seek out a multitude of yeah, counsel. For sure. Right. For instance, if I want to move. Doesn't matter where I move. Where am I going? What's the destination that I'm trying to hit? What am I trying? What's my aim? Yeah. And I think the thing that we've allowed culture and society to inundate our minds with the idea that we need to become what culture and society wants us to mm -hmm. become, but our aim and our mark and our goal in life is to be image bearers of the true and the living yeah. God, right? And so, if anything in which you're doing is out of alignment with that, then it's not of God. Therefore, you should get the wisdom and counsel from others when you begin to step outside of that aim, that target, that mark. Yeah. And I think for me, man, it's like we overcomplicate some things that are really simple, man. It's, dude, it doesn't matter if you work at Chick-fil-A or McDonald's, dude. Like, you don't need to get wisdom or counsel about that. Apply right. for a job, 
pay your bills. You know what I mean? It's not going to kill you. Are you still serving the Lord? Are you still spreading the gospel? As long as these things are still happening, you're in a good place. Yeah, that's really good, man. We're going to have to pick up this discussion again soon. 